This is Brandon Rabar, your host for today, and this is a dispatch from Daily Thunder. Every story, every game, every day. Welcome to the Daily Thunder podcast. I am your host, Brandon Rabar, beat writer for DailyThunder.com. I am joined, as always, by Daily Thunder contributor, Ryan Woods. How are you doing, Ryan? Very well. How are you? Good. I'd be doing better had Chris Paul hit that free throw with 2.9 seconds left. Man, I cannot believe Clutch Paul missed a clutch free throw uh, with the game hanging in the balance. At least he hit the one. They went to overtime. Of course, the uh, Denver Nuggets win 121 to 113. Ryan, do you think that we can gain too much knowledge from this game, really, with the Thunder missing Dennis Schroeder, which obviously that's one guy. They're missing Terrence Ferguson and Mike Muscala. They're not really rotation guys, kind of, sort of. But losing Schroeder is a big impact for the Thunder. But on the other side of it, the Nuggets were missing Harris and Barton and uh, Murray. So what can we gain from this game? I think Shea got some experience out there without Chris Paul or Schroeder with him. Um, and that's, that's certainly important going forward, especially with, with Schroeder being out for an indefinite amount of time. Um, getting Shea out there as the lone guard, the lone playmaker, he got, the, he got a taste of what it's like to be the only creator. And I think that's going to be helpful for him going forward. Um, I think the only thing – the only thing to take away from this game, honestly, is as long as the as long as we can do without sixty fouls and seventy one free throws over over the game going forward, I, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, the uh, Nuggets shot thirty nine free throws, and or I'm yeah, the Nuggets shot thirty nine, and the Thunder shot thirty one. And I mean, I hate to be that guy because the Thunder got some calls too. I'll admit it, but man, I gotta say. Eight more for the Nuggets, that's one thing, but it's the, it's the way in which they got him and when they got him. You know, the Thunder had the seven-point lead, and then there was some ticky-tack stuff on Dort, on Shea, you know, and Shea got his fifth foul. It was really a ticky-tack. And, you know, it, I, I hate to put anything on the refs, but it would have been nice if the refs would have let both teams play. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I definitely don't say that to say that Oklahoma City got jobbed by any means. I think there were a couple calls that you can look at a little – closer specifically the the blocking foul called on Dort um that we can we can get into that last three minutes uh later but the the game just had zero flow to it and teams seemed to be on defending on eggshells just based on the way the game was being called and I think I more than maybe any of the game this year it felt like the refs from start to finish had a huge impact on the way the game was played right which is kind of disappointing both teams are are solid even though Denver was shorthanded they're still a really good team and they to a to a guard heavy thunder team they presented a lot of challenges with their with their big lineup so I was excited to see the game and it felt like we watched um we watched refs intrude a little bit on what could have been a really good game yeah, it just turned into a whistle party, and that's why I don't really glean too much from this as far as a win-loss perspective goes, because both teams were shorthanded with impact guys, and then the refs just, I mean, they really did just, it didn't seem like a game. It just seemed like, you know, who's going to get more free throw calls and who's going to hit a little bit more of their free throws, uh, and that's really kind of what it came down to. Uh, then in overtime, you know, Jokic 
honestly just hit some ridiculous shots. Uh, yeah. You could argue that the first basket was an offensive foul. It kind of bullied Steven Adams a little bit to the bucket. Seems like they'd been calling that earlier than they didn't call it. And then he hit this bank shot that was just kind of ridiculous. Then he hit this kind of like desperate, long, two defended in his face shot. And you're just like, okay, whatever. They're going to win this. He's just hitting everything. It, it was just one of those, you know, quarters where Jokic just kind of threw up anything and it went in. Totally. And I do want to go back to the Oklahoma City gets the offensive re- – or uh, the pass out to Gallo back to Chris in the corner for a three. Oklahoma City goes up seven with like three – around two and a half, three minutes left. Timeout, Utah. Coming out of that timeout, they were outscored 13-6 to six the rest of the way to force overtime. Um, but the, the offense just wasn't there. Um, it wasn't near as free-flowing. And, of course, the three critical free throws, one by Gallo, one by SGA, and then obviously Chris at the end. But the, the, uh, the foul on Dort was, it was a five-point game at that point, and it's a huge call. Um, the, the, I think it was Chris had just fouled Jokic to – it was a side-out foul. Gallo is screaming to Lou, like, we're not switching. Right. And Lou gets around the Millsap screen and the Jokic screen without any contact. Like he was in perfect position. And then Porter <laughs> Porter extends the arm. We've we've seen that call all year. Yep. Dort couldn't have been in a better position. And it was a it was a huge call. A couple minutes later, Jokic hooks Adams to the moon yep. and uh goes on called. It was just it was a, a couple things late in the game, and still it came down to a 92% free throw shooter missing the first of two uh, to get it to overtime. So as, as frustrating as the game was, Oklahoma City was right there, and, and I, I think you can speak more to it. Chris had some things to say after the game about, about uh, taking responsibility for some late game stuff that has been uncharacteristic of this team. Yeah, he didn't mince words at all. He he shouldered the blame, and the the question wasn't even about this. The question was, did you miss Dennis Schroeder and Terrence Ferguson? And then of course Mike Muscala went out. He's like, yeah, we missed them, but uh, uh, I should have hit my free throw with two point nine seconds left. Uh, if I hit that free throw, we win the game. We missed them, but we should have won. We could have won. We should have won. And he put it on himself. And he's right. You know, it's it's tough because I'll be honest. I feel like the Thunder were jobbed on, on some pretty critical, crucial calls in the clutch that probably shouldn't have been called and had, you know, Donovan not used the, the challenge on Shea's fifth foul, which I didn't think was a foul, and they still let it stand. Uh, had he not used that, I think he could have used it on the Dort one and won that challenge. Uh, yeah, he was pretty, And it was pretty obvious. And that's two points, and I think the Thunder win. Uh, Again, it comes down to Chris Paul hitting that shot, and he's normally going to, but I just hate that it even got to that point in the first place when the Thunder played so well to uh, put themselves in a position to win when they got up by seven. Um, I'll say this Thunder team kind of lives and dies by that three-guard lineup, Mm -hmm. and not having Schroeder out there in those last five, six minutes, I think was killer. As much as we all love Dort, and we do, um, you know, like you said, the offense was struggling today, and with Schroeder in there instead of Dort, it's just a different machine. Uh, different has to guard him differently. It, it opens up space for everybody. You got 
ball handlers, drivers, shooters. I mean, it's, it's, it's a different machine with Schroeder in there. It totally is. And even in this Denver team with how much size they, they have, and it's so strange all year. I've wondered how I watch Plumlee defend the rim and I'm like, how is he so imposing? But he is, and he's really effective at, at, um, at protecting the rim. And he just makes, he took away a lot of, of what typically happens for Oklahoma city is these guards getting in the lane. There were a lot of kickout passes today because those those lanes weren't there, and Oklahoma City missed quite a few open threes early in the game. The ones that they were hitting against uh, against Utah um, a couple of days ago. So yeah, I think Denver's just an interesting matchup to play our first game against or play our first game without Schroeder. So I'm excited to see those lineups against a different team. Obviously, LA presents some challenges of their own, but. Um, I thought Dort was was solid, and I, obviously he he defended really well. But I, I thought he um, he took those shots confidently, and I I loved the fact that they gave him the ball for a few minutes with Chris sitting with Shea out with his fouls. So um, I, I like the trust this team is developing in in him, even if the results weren't all there today. I love it as well, and uh, I'm, I'm excited about Dort. And, and like you said, his defense, him and Noel's defense were, were incredible uh, tonight. You know, Dort wasn't hitting his shots like he normally does, but he's still effective. He only hit one three, but, but he uh, had a couple finishes at the rim and looked nice otherwise. Uh, you know, honestly, the Thunder aren't going to fall below six. And if worst-case scenario with Schroeder out losing this game, if they do – end up at six it may not be the worst thing because they'll get their first round draft pick most likely and who knows how this is all going to end up they're either going to play the rockets the nuggets or the jazz you obviously want the jazz and you feel like they're going to fall to six um so you'd like to be three but if you're not going to be three it probably doesn't matter for four or five between you and the nuggets so what's the matter i don't know uh you can make an argument it's better to be six i don't know there i think I think Oklahoma City is going to be – they're going to really like their chances against any of those three teams, like you said. Just avoiding those – the two L.A. teams in, first, in the first round is going to be um, a win, and if they get to keep their pick, that's even better. I do want to give a couple shout-outs. Shea, Shea playing still 38 minutes um, today and a lot of those with five fouls. I thought he did an awesome job still being effective as a defender considering how the game was being called and considering he already had five fouls, he played really, really solid fourth quarter. He hit what I thought was going to be the, the shot that, that took him home. Um, the end one with just over a minute left, short shot clock, baseline and out of bounds. It was an awesome play. He missed the free throw. Yeah. Um, but he, he was awesome. And I thought Nader gave him a huge lift today. Um, I don't think they – they hang as tight as they did for to give them a chance to push that lead if if Nader didn't come in and, and play efficient minutes on both ends. I completely agree. You know, I was surprised, I think we both were, that Diallo uh, came in against the Jazz before Robertson and Nader. And I've been saying Nader uh, because that bench needs shooting, it needs spacing, needs scoring. And this, to me, just solidifies, solidifies that. I think that he can be a nice bench piece. For this team, I'd like to see him get those minutes because he can score and shoot, 
and he was great tonight. And I, I just want to double up on what you said about Shea. He, he struggled the first three quarters, but he was fantastic in the fourth quarter and really put the Thunder in a position to win. Um, and, you know, he was out there with a lot of lineups, with Schroeder out, uh, and with Chris Paul sitting that, I mean, he was surrounded by non-shooters completely. Mm-hmm. There's lineups where it was like him and Diallo and Noel and Baisley. Robertson. Yeah, Robertson and Baisley. And he, he was getting swarmed. And he was still making yeah. good decisions. You know, there was, there was a few turnovers and, and he wasn't scoring as well. But, man, that fourth quarter, he stepped up like a star does. Like, you know, we feel like he's this budding all-star. And he looked like that in the fourth quarter. Um, so moving on from this game again, hard to glean anything from that. I still think in a series, because to me, there's a 33.3% chance they'll play the nuggets or the jazz or the rockets. And if it happens, I think that this nuggets thunder series is a, is a coin flip. I think thunder rockets is a coin flip. And I think thunder jazz would be like 90%. I take the thunder to beat the jazz in a series right now. Um, but Lakers, Wednesday night, uh, just real quickly, you think the Lakers, they just beat the Jazz, clinched the number one seed. You think they'll sit either or LeBron or Davis, or you think they'll go ahead and play him? Um, to be honest, I didn't know that tonight was a, a game that they could clinch the one seed until like right at the end of the game when they mentioned it. So I hadn't even thought about it, but it would be really nice. Um, Davis might be playing some of the best ball of his whole career yeah. um, over the past week and a half. So. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's going to be a tough test. And, and if we've learned anything from this year, we, we got housed by the Lakers without both of them in Oklahoma city. Um, I think it was Kuzma that played the role of Michael Porter jr. And went for like 30 that day. We probably should mention the second year player just torched Oklahoma city today. Um, a lot of scored in just about every phase a lot of really tough shots and against um, some solid defense. So um, super, super good game from, from Michael Porter Jr. today. Yeah, he was fantastic. And it's one of those deals, like obviously the Nuggets were shorthanded and you feel like they're going to be better with Murray, Barton, and Harris out there. But then you're like, but Porter doesn't go off for 37 points efficiently if those guys are out there. Maybe it would have been better for the Thunder had they not been shorthanded because Porter wouldn't have got all those shots and – and Murray and Barton and Harris would have jacked up some, and, and <laughs> Porter obviously wasn't missing. Um, Lakers Thunder uh, Wednesday night. We'll be here with a rapid reaction right afterwards. And you know, we don't know when Schroeder's going to be back. I, I just saw a picture of of his baby daughter, and she looks adorable. Excellent. Congrats to him. Uh, yes, she she was the reason that the uh, Thunder lost tonight. But she looks totally <laughs> worth it. Uh, she is totally worth it. She doesn't just look it. She's adorable. Uh, just kidding. Baby Schroeder. Uh, <laughs> congratulations to Dennis and his wife and their family. And uh, thank you so much for listening to the Daily Thunder Podcast. Ryan, thanks for joining.